CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. I like doing it. You know, I love running routes. We better be in Florida. It better be sunny. And there better be some sort of fruity drink involved. With Matt Harmon. It seems like you know more than what you talk, so. <laughs> Thank you. Someone clip that. Looking forward to facing your mom at some point. Last night at the bar we were at, I had some really bad queso. I've never had no bad queso, really. It's Thursday, March 9th got a huge podcast i mean we just gave you like almost an hour and a half on the last episode unintentionally totally didn't mean to happen that's not going to happen on this episode i sort of kind of promised that but what i will promise you is an incredible show a banger of a podcast because we are joined by my good friend a literal good real life friend we've been to each other's weddings for god's sakes it's patrick claybon of the nfl network patrick what's going on man Glad to be here. Glad to be back in a place where I can see you. I can't, we're still not there with the fist. I, I still have your wedding gift, actually, which oh. I meant to give you that morning. <laughs> I, I wrote out a long, thoughtful note about your journey and, and the two of you together. And uh. it's been sitting on my counter for coming up on a year now. <laughs> uh, so I would yeah. like to give that to you before you leave my life forever. So I'm looking forward to that. So many things to say there. Uh, first, the most important of which is thank you. The second most important of which is that I'm not leaving your life for forever, even if I am leaving uh, the city of Los Angeles. But that's neither here nor there. What's important for our purposes today, Patrick, is not uh, wedding gifts, although we could do, oh, dude, we could do a full hour yes. on wedding gifts and Easily. everything that comes with that. Easily. What we're going to do today is we're going to do a little bit of a quarterback matchmaking. Uh, we're going to spin the quarterback carousel. We're going to try to pair a guy or a couple of guys with every single team that I've uh, kind of earmarked as a potential major quarterback edition team. We're going to get to all that in a second. We're going to be very busy. But first and foremost, uh, we do have a Lamar Jackson update. On Tuesday's podcast, we talked about how he did not get uh, the exclusive. Rather, he got the non-exclusive franchise tag. Again, we discussed it a bit on the last show. Eric and I broke it down a little bit. But since then, we have learned that the following teams have allegedly said they aren't in the Lamar Jackson pursuit. Those teams are the Falcons, the Dolphins, the Panthers, the Commanders. We've gotten some mixed messages from the Raiders. Claybon, you're like a huge Lamar guy. You've been you've yes. been a big Lamar guy for a long time. So it would be silly for me to not ask <laughs> you your general thoughts on the situation. We're, we're going to talk about Lamar a lot during this quarterback episode, but thoughts on the situation, thoughts on the fact that all these teams are, again, allegedly not in the mix. Yeah, and that's and that's the key point because I don't want to fly off the handle before we get going into next week because operating as as their own representation, right? There could be some strategy here, 
and kind of lowering the bar, the concept of the bar for the other teams that there would potentially be the competition as if to say, well, there's so few teams interested. So our number is not going to be what it could be if all of these teams were publicly expressing interest. I think that's the most charitable reading. Uh, the least charitable <laughs> reading would probably preclude, preclude me from being on any podcast in the future. <laughs> so I'm not going to, I'm not going to necessarily uh, give that one, but it, it's, it speaks to, because so much of the conversation goes around you know, Lamar and not having an agent. Mm -hmm. And Lamar has navigated this process. The draft spot is slotted. It, it, would, it was tough for me to understand why he would give somebody 3% of that when the draft spot was slotted anyway. He was going to make the same amount of money regardless whether or not he had an agent. Uh, some people said his draft spot would have been different had he had an agent. I don't know if they sure. make, if, if, if that somehow changes who he is as a football player, that's nonsense. But so many times in these conversations, uh, which I have this conversation with my father all the time, he's like, well, you know, you got to bite the bullet. You just have to have the agent. I, I think as long as we're acknowledging the why, if we're saying that the football apparatus itself is going to take an oppositional view towards you because you don't have an agent, then you should say that. You should mm -hmm. say that. But so much of the conversation was, oh, well, you know, uh, dumb football player need agent, uh, agent smart get good thing that doesn't necessarily move the needle and and so for me when when i see these teams backing out i don't know i don't know what it means i i, I can't make decisions for these teams i don't want lamar on a team that doesn't want him uh, because i would like to see him be successful i like watching him play football it was very frustrating to watch pat ricard run digs you know oh, you yeah you things you're telling me pal <laughs> and so it's um I, I like that Lamar has navigated this process to where he gives himself some leverage. And I know that there are those within the league that don't necessarily, you know, it's their job to, to make sure that players don't have leverage. That's why we have a 10-year CBA and we have guys that are in seventh grade that will never get a chance uh, to collectively bargain, right, for, for their rights. And so it's um, it remains to be seen. Uh, I, I, I would hope that a few teams get in there. And Lamar's paid to his level of, of accomplishment, which is what I hope for literally everybody in the league. A hundred percent. And I, I think we'll get there. I think it's fair to have some reservations about, I think some reservations about Lamar as a player, but like how many of quarterbacks in the NFL can you say you don't have any reservations about him as a player? You know, like, yeah, he hasn't finished the last. And I, like, by the way, I think one thing that kind of grinds my gears a little bit is like, well, he got injured the last two years, but they weren't on rushing plays. It's like, that's really, I, nobody I think is, in good faith, making an argument that like he's going to get more hurt because he runs, he might get more hurt because he's skinny or something like that. I don't know. But regardless, like I think it's OK to have some like hesitations about him as a player. But to say that all these teams are just like totally out right now, I think is nonsense. And I think this will be a, an evolving story, essentially. Yeah. And and I, I just need to see the data because we have this conversation about about Bryce Young. I just need to see the numbers that show me that somebody is more likely to get hurt because they have a certain arbitrary uh, amount of weight on their body. If if the if the argument is well you can't pay somebody a guaranteed contract because they're 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 going to get hurt then you literally are saying that football players don't deserve guaranteed contracts. Yeah, exactly. The, the injury rate in this league is going to be one hundred percent, and it breaking news, it is not good for you. You are never going to be healthier coming out of a football season than you were going into a football season. It, it is a large, it's a game where large men are running and and, and it's injuries are going to, are going to happen regardless. They could happen on air. And so to say that like somebody is, cause I, I've been on this whole injury prone thing as a concept. Yeah. I mean, if, if guys are getting older and they have the accumulation of injuries, that's one thing. This, this mm -hmm. man is 26 years old. Yeah. He's 26 years old. We're, we're just not there yet. We're all we're all getting older. 
slowly but surely. And I think the common phrase is like, well, we haven't seen that many quarterbacks. Like with Bryce Young, we haven't seen that many quarterbacks under 210 pounds like be successful in the NFL. Well, we haven't seen that many quarterbacks under 210 pounds, period. So I think that's why, as you said, the data set is not very large. We could have a whole long conversation about quarterback injury rates. We won't do that. What we're going to do instead is we're going to get into our matchmaker here, Clavon. We've got uh, a lot to talk about here. You know, we saw three quarterbacks sign long-term deals earlier this week. Um, Derek Carr, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith. Uh, so now by my count, though, that still leaves 17 teams who could be making some kind of significant move at the quarterback position in 2023. Um, let's kind of set this up by saying who's available here, like who's available in our pool of matchmaking uh, that we're going to do. First of all, the free agent quarterbacks fall. There, there's a lot of them. There's a yeah. ton available, but they fall somewhere on a wide spectrum of like the stopgap quarterback spectrum. There's an abundance of like first round flameouts, potential placeholders. 15 of those guys I'll nominate here. Jimmy Garoppolo, Gardner Minshew, Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, because he's probably going to get cut. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, Mike White, the pride of ODU, ODU's <laughs> finest, Taylor Heineke and Pro Bowl quarterback. Tyler Huntley, who's a restricted Got to get that agent. Pro Bowl quarterback part Pro, Pro Bowl quarterback, baby. That is, all, that is on your resume. Uh, first of all, Claybon, I think that Jimmy stands out as like a tier above the rest of these guys. But does anybody else just off just off the list jump out as like reasonably exciting? Uh, from the jump to me, because we went through this with, with Baker being free and the 49ers were having their particular injury problems after Garoppolo goes down, after Trey Lance goes down. And there was all this, well, no, is, is Baker going to stand? And I remember thinking, Jacoby Brissett is being benched for the nasty man. Uh, <laughs> he has played perfectly fine the yeah. entire season. I wanted Jacoby Brissett in Santa Clara because I, I would like to see uh, him that have that opportunity. He deserved, I, I think he's I think he's there with Jimmy G, personally, to me, mm. when I'm looking at this list of guys. Uh, because, you know, the, the Teddy thing... He's he's kind of, we've seen the decline uh, happen in, in Teddy physically. I, I think at this point, I think uh, last year kind of speaks to that a little bit. So I, I would have Jacoby and Jimmy up there, and and then maybe Jameis. And, and, and there's like there's there's real separation uh, within this pack of quarterbacks to me. Yeah, I, I love Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I'm sure listeners of the podcast are sick of me mentioning this stat, but he was 12th in EPA per drop back, whereas Deshaun Watson was like outside the top 40 guys when he played. They were in <laughs> essentially the exact same environment. Um, so I think Jacoby Brissett, I ranked the free agent quarterbacks like Lamar, you know, asterisk, he's sort of kind of not a free agent, although he can negotiate with other teams. Jimmy and then Jacoby Brissett. I'm with you that he is like, uh, he's like the third guy there. So now there's also the consensus top four rookie quarterbacks. We've got Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis. And then we've got our trade options, Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Tannehill. And I had to throw my guy Tyrod Taylor in there. Gina, got to. They just, they just gave all this money to a uh, big Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes. Shout out to Danny Dimes for getting paid. But, uh, you know, Tyrod, maybe they want to get his backup contract off the books. Anyways, that's our pool of guys to pick from here. Um, unless you've got like a, another name I have completely forgotten about because there's uh, no Matt because this list is so extensive. You know, I, I might have missed Taylor Heineke. Uh, he might not have necessarily been on I'll my never. priority list. Uh, I'll never. It's I'll a never miss ODU's list finest. I will. I will never <laughs> miss ODU's finest. Taylor Heineke. Uh, I mean, for God's sakes, I put Mike White on here. I think Taylor Heineke can get on the list as well. We're gonna go through uh, these guys or these teams in groups here. Tier one. These teams are probably veteran hunting uh, to me. Again, maybe you can disagree. I've got four teams in here. The Jets, Washington, Tampa Bay, Arizona. Let's start with the Jets because I think this one's gonna be the easiest to make a match here. 
It feels like Aaron Rodgers are bust to me, Claybon. It also feels like Jets are bust on the inverse for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, to to be to be one hundred percent clear, hiring Nathaniel Hackett is a giant flashing neon sign that says we want we Aaron want Rogers. you. <laughs> there's there's nothing. There's no other reason coming off of the the catastrophe that was the the 2022 Denver Broncos where you say like <laughs> oh yeah we want that. yeah let's get that offensive mind that they know Hackett in here which is why I have them on my no Lamar list like let's not yeah. do this no thank you <laughs> we, we don't want to see that we don't want that to happen uh but if, if they believe that it's Aaron Rodgers yeah sure you get you get a you get a Hall of Famer you get a Hall of Famer you go get the Hall of Famer you try to win a Super Bowl to me if it's not Aaron Rodgers I think Jimmy Garoppolo makes the most amount of sense. Yeah, I think that he would probably be the second pivot there, uh, kind of their plan B. I agree. Uh, they might be in the Lamar sweepstakes, but I... I, I, I just, yeah, I just don't want to see it. Like, nah, if, if we're yeah. talking about, like, what I want to see, I do not want to... I, I've watched Greg Roman have his clutches on this. It reminds me, which we we, we're all, we always limit this whenever we talk, Mike Shula being in mm. charge of Cam, Cam Newton's career. Yes. I, I just, I want to see something else I, I would like to see something different i don't want to see lamar and nathaniel hackett at all i, I might not want to see nathaniel hackett at anybody no yeah being right compl- completely honest yeah i think we've seen about enough of that but his main job is i guess to be the offensive coordinator but mostly it's to hold you know the sign when rogers gets like to the airport in new york when he lands in one of those uh, airports to be there in the in the limo suit uh hold the sign aaron Rodgers. he tosses it yeah they run into each other's yeah. arms because I guess they like talking about Jeopardy together and like maybe to me, every time you hear the Nathaniel Hackett stuff like, oh, him and Rogers just love that he could be real with him. I'm like, is he just like making fun of this guy and, and like Hackett can take it because he's so positive yeah. and upbeat? I don't know. It's it's very different because like it, it seemed like the relationship that Nathaniel Hackett had with everybody is, is great. He's, he seems like a lovely person that isn't necessarily moving the needle for me. Uh, I would like to see. You know, do you scheme guys open, right? Can can yeah. you facilitate a team having success? Because there's a whole lot of nice people out there, but they, I mean, you can look at the history of the NFL. They don't necessarily let those people uh, operate football teams all the time. Well, I think we can both settle here because, again, I, I, I think on the inverse of this, if the Jets and Rodgers don't make it work, if he didn't enjoy their vibe when they just flew out to see him, I don't really know what happens with Rodgers. I also think because of that, it's not going to necessarily cost like, the two first round picks thing to me that 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 was a talking point. That's not going to happen. I honestly think this could get done with for a second because I think the Packers are ready and willing to move on from Rodgers at this point. So I think for our first match here, we match Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. Yeah, easy. Done. Book Perfect. This next one here is a little more complicated. Washington Commanders. They've said that they like Sam Howell, but also if a veteran comes in there and competes and he's going to start, boom, they're going to start that guy. So this one does feel to me, you tell me if you disagree, feels like this is a veteran and Sam Howell battling it out in camp. Who do we like that uh, veteran to be? I think that veteran is is Ryan Tannehill. This is where mm. I'm, I'm placing Ryan Tannehill uh, because honestly, I think Sam Howell is the person that they would like to start. Ultimately, that vet is going to end up being the backup and, and Ryan Tannehill would push uh, Sam Howell but if we're, if we're talking about the talent, like Sam Howell as a, as a talent, football prospect, height, weight, arm strength, measures up there. That last year at North Carolina wasn't quite uh, what he would like, but this is a guy that could have been, uh, he was talked about as a potential number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. And so he falls. For some reason, there's an extended period of Carson Wentz playing football. Everybody regrets that, that, including yeah. including Carson Wentz. And so Sam Howell finally has a start has a chance to start. We saw him at the end of last season. I think that's who they want to go with. 
but as a stopgap, which I, I, you know, unfortunately for Ryan Tannehill is kind of where he is uh, in, in his career. I, I think he's looking for a spot where you could potentially accomplish something and push that to 2024, maybe get a new deal. But it's um, it, it feels like Howell with a Tannehill backup spot. That's a. I kind of thought Tannehill might get paired with somebody where he actually might have a better path to start. But shoot, honestly, the whole Sam Howell thing, like we saw him play one game, which it's it's a little weird for a team to go. We are not going to play you over Carson Wentz. I I like Taylor Heineke for what he is, but we're not going to play you over Taylor Heineke all year freaking long, and then we're going to just roll into uh, 2023 with you as a clear-cut starter. I like Ryan Tannehill being there as a backup plan. Um, I think Tannehill is still like... He's a he's a more than passable starter. If he was available in this free agent market, would you rather have Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill, Jacoby Brissett, or like top two guys there? Yeah, I, I, if if he's available free agent wise, I'm still leaning towards uh, Jacoby and Jimmy G. But in terms of like, what's the number going to be? Because we, we we've we've already established Rodgers might not be might not even net a one. Like, are we talking some inconsequential pick? Uh, yeah. For a quarterback that could potentially, uh, we saw this team in contention. We know the defense is good enough to do it. Jack Del Rio figured out uh, how to count to eleven uh, at some point during <laughs> during last season, and so there's there's the, the path there for success. And I think that's something that that Ryan Tannehill uh, would like to have because because he he's come close to that moment. He had the one of the worst playoff games that that we've seen anybody have. Yeah, uh, where the Cincinnati Bengals. Make eventually make it to the Super Bowl, and one of the largest reasons that that happened, aside from Minnesota, from from Cincinnati ascending and recognizing the talent that they had, was Ryan Tannehill. Uh, yep. He was miserable in that game and couldn't stay healthy last year either. And and he's another guy that sneakily relies a lot on mobility. And you wonder how much that will age as he, you know, how that ability will age as he gets older. So I like Tannehill going here. I think that's a good, uh, that's a much more exciting quarterback battle than I probably would have picked out myself. So let's move to the next team, next team here, Tampa Bay, Kyle Trask. I mean, is this a team that's in full on like, yeah, we'll think about it in 2024 or do they have something bigger up their sleeve here? Who are we matching with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, well, I'll throw an asterisk in here, and I will match Lamar Demetrius Jackson with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Whoa! Um, figure, figure out a way to to make it work because there were some discussions. I was trying to figure this out, talk with the folks on the news desk. How do we get to two first round picks to to sign this offer sheet? Would a team like say the Seattle Seahawks be able to trade down, turn number five into two 2023 first round picks? Could they do that? Mm. And there's some uncertainty there. I got to figure out and look at the. <laughs> Look at the CBA and, and the official rules. Uh, we're all we're NFL. all scrambling after this whole non-exclusive uh, franchise yeah. tag thing. We got there's a lot we got to figure out. But uh, I, I think that's a vehicle where it, so let's say Miami because of the not having the first round pick because of the chicanery surrounding uh, pursuit of a head coach and a certain quarterback and all of these things, it gets Lamar back to his home state of Florida mm-hmm. uh, with a team that has a certain amount of offensive talent and, and a team that we know was previously poised to be in the position of a winner. Uh, they they saw some things go south. Uh, it gives Lamar the best receiver he's ever played with uh, if they're Twice. able to keep Mike Evans. And, and so <laughs> two two times over, by the way, with Chris Godwin there too. Yeah, no, yeah, you can go down the line. I mean, what's, <laughs> Russell, what dude, Russell Gage? <laughs> yeah, this, this is the man who won the MVP with Willie Sneed. So there's, there's any number of things to get excited about. And maybe I'll throw Lamar on this list one more time. But I think the best match for Tampa Bay would be Lamar. 
I like it. Wasn't expecting that. Uh, they have like no cap space. That's uh, that's going to be an interesting thing to, to figure out. But I love the pie in the sky idea, because if you look at the Bucks roster, it's like I get that there's the idea that they totally tear this thing down. They think about, you know, next year they think about tanking for for Caleb Williams or, you know, whatever. I don't know. Uh, I think there's another option here where it clearly is what they do with Lamar. They just roll back the same talent that they had with Tom Brady and try to be that team. And, and I think that is really convincing. And my God, I would love to see Lamar play with Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin especially is like a perfect fit for Lamar, who's a great middle-of-the-field passer. Those two would be a, just a perfect fit together. And, and honestly, th- this is within a division where it's another team where people are constantly talking about, oh, they're, they're pushing everything to the future. It is not my money. I I, I, I enjoy a league where teams are trying to win. Tanking does absolutely nothing for me. I am a fan of abolishing the draft in the first place. I don't want to see. Ta- I want to see teams try to facilitate the best team that they can every single year. And so the, the the idea of these mandated lean years, Matt, is just not something I want. I would like to get rid of that as a concept. I just don't want it. Couldn't agree more. I I love that the Saints you know, continue to push it every year. And, you know, quite frankly, I love it for Saints fans. Like, there's nothing more, I think, like, big brain NFL Twitter and NFL and analysts kind of missed the boat on this whole thing because it's like, listen, you sp- you want to be a Saints fan going every single day like, well, you know what? We're going to absolutely suck this year. I'm still going to go to games. I'm still going to give it my full attention but because we might be good in the future. No, you'd much rather be like a 9-10 win team and at least like, all right, I know Derek Carr might not be Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert or anything like that. You know, you sh- not Joe Burrow, that's for sure. But we got a chance to win a division here. And that's clearly what uh, Lamar Jackson would give the New Orleans Saints. Every team's goal is not to win the Super Bowl, just to be super, super clear. I know that should be the goal, but that's not the goal. Yeah, it, and, and so people are, are trying to be realistic. But the most realistic view of this is the ball's not round. Literally anything could happen. We don't know how a season is going to play out. We, we see Eli Manning win two Super Bowls. Trent Dilfer is still a part of our lives because he was he was on a team with one of the best defenses ever. Seeing things as a foregone conclusion, it's it's never going to work out. It's and and even when we do, uh, you're still going to have like the Kansas City Chiefs pretending that nobody believed in them. And so it's like everything's going to be fine. Just try to win. That's all I care about. Just just try to win. Exactly. So, yeah, Bucks go just, sign Lamar. Trade for him. Figure out a to, way. Cheat the system. Try to win. Try to win and uh, fall ass backwards into a Super Bowl if you can. Because that's basically what, unless you are the Brady Patriots or the Mahomes Chiefs, like, that's pretty much what it is. You be the Rams one year and fall ass yep. backwards into a Super Bowl. The Bucks could certainly do that with Lamar. Arizona Cardinals, my last team here, only because I don't think Kyler will be fully healthy until later in the season. So um, do they get themselves like a one-year prove-it type of guy, some sort of bridge quarterback, and who should that quarterback be? And so everything that I just said, 45 seconds ago, throw it out. I, I don't see a route, Matt. I, I don't see a route for the <laughs> no. Arizona Cardinals to be good in 2023. So the matchup that I put here is Gardner Minshew. Like, the, oh, wow. that, that's really, they, they just try to catch some fire. You know, the social team can can post some pictures. It's like, hey, this guy invented facial hair. He's he's different. This is this is Look wild. at his jorts. Yeah. Look at the jorts. Wow. He was in a van. And so then, like, you know, builds a little bit of storm, wins a couple of games, and, and you have this phenomenon. Maybe that's the mo- that, that's the route to revel- relevancy, excuse me, for the 2023 Cardinals. Because other than that, like, so much of this team was Kyler. And then, and then like, I'm, I'm picturing a nuke trade at some point. He's openly campaigning for it, like, essentially 
in Texas with with Dez like recruiting Cowboys fans as if to say like hey Jerry like this is this is it I'm I'm the missing piece and it, other than Kyler a failed trade attempt by Bill O'Brien is the only reason that the team had the other marquee talent that they have on it I'm just not picturing it and as nice as Jonathan Gannon was when we talked to him after after he had the job I'm I'm not sure how things are going to look so I I, I think it's Gardner Minshew. Take your losses and and, and look ahead to 2024. Because the, the worst case scenario is Kyler coming back too early uh, on a torn cruise ship and just limiting his ability in the future. I don't want to see that. So let's, well, no, we'll we'll take a shot at Minshew Mania. I am not a like a Gardner Minshew bro. Was never really on the Minshew Mania train. But this is much more exciting than I would have. Like I was totally going to slap him with like Mariota or Bridgewater. But that's. <laughs> that's pretty boring, man. I mean, what did I just say earlier about being a Saints fan, at least going into every Sunday with like some level of hope? The, the, the Cardinals could at least get to September with some level of hope. I think once the actual games start and we've got Gardner Minshew throwing 10 balls to Rondale Moore a game, <laughs> that, <laughs> that's not going to be very exciting. But at least the lead up to it could be fun. And there's some connective tissue there with Jonathan Gannon coming from Philadelphia. Uh, he probably knows Gardner. He's done the little pew, pew, pew thing with Gardner before. Uh, that that definitely seems like that the, the social team is putting that video together right now. So as we that, and it's good for Gart. It's good. It's good for Gardner too. He gets to actually like play some games. So good for him. All right, love that. That that was again much more exciting. Not not exciting on the field, but much more exciting uh, for this exercise than I probably thought. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Tier two. These teams, I think, are probably drafting a rookie and or signing a stopgap. Plot twist here. I've got five teams and there's only four consensus first round quarterbacks. So you can feel free to pair a rookie with these teams along with a veteran quarterback slash backup, just the veteran and save the rookie for another team or neither. If you dare, Uh, I've got Houston, Indianapolis, Las Vegas, Atlanta and Carolina. Atlanta seems like they're the most content, of course, with the current guy they have at QB one Desmond Ritter. Cause I mean, Matt Corral is the QB one for Carolina right now, which is frightening. Jarrett Stidham's not even under contract for, for the Las Vegas Raiders. So there's a lot that we can do here. Let's start with Houston. Who is the match for them among rookie veteran and, or neither? Well, I think it, it's been the the spot for a long time. Uh, Houston, uh, the, the match to me is Bryce Young. Also bringing in a veteran backup uh, like Andy Dalton and and just and, and playing things out. Now, how do they acquire Bryce Young? Because let's say the Colts have a similar idea r- regarding Bryce Young. And so that then we have to figure out the price for Bryce and and Chicago holds those cards. But but I think if everybody gets what they want and the deals aren't able to be made, like Ryan Poles sees things fall apart, uh, then they can hang out at two after the Bears take whoever they take and and get Bryce Young. And I think that's the best match for them. And honestly, Andy Dalton not is not going to get a whole lot of people excited. Maybe if there's that contingency in Texas that says like, oh, you, you have to sit and watch and learn Ooh. through osmosis. I don't know why you would do that with Bryce Young. Uh, but 
they, it would give them that option. And especially if they're concerned that, you know, whatever arbitrary weight that he needs to, to get to turn into Wolverine and become injury proof, um, then, then they would have Andy Dalton, who did start a number of games last year. Not a lot of them were anything to write home about, but he was able to successfully play football for an extended period of time. Yeah, he was like uh, PFF darling Andy Dalton last year, which to me, my contention is because he was throwing a lot of balls to a guy who's always wide ass open in Chris Olave. So uh, that helps. That is that's going to boost your PFF grading, your deep accuracy completion rate or whatever the hell uh, metrics he was really good in last year. But yeah, I didn't. Hey, Andy Dalton, go back to Texas. You know, he rocks the uh, the purple poncho. That's a free plug for poncho. The shirts. Great shirt brand. I mean, my favorite. Incredible. Breathe the breathable back baby that's what it's all about hey we talked about aging earlier that's what it's all about the breathable back flaps there for for poncho so he he can rock those uh the purple one tcu horn frogs the whole thing i love bryce young here though uh i think that's really fun they've got a nucleus i think to to potentially start building around there with damian pierce who was good last year their offensive tackles are really good laramie tunsell titus howard good pairing there i'm still like kind of a nico collins fan so I think Bryce Young in a Shanahan, Bobby Slowick type of offense could be really fun, too. So I like that match. Indianapolis Colts. I'm really curious uh, where you want to go with this one, because I think there's a lot of potential directions. There, there are a bunch of potential directions, and I, I flip-flopped and waffled. As you know, Matt, I am a fence sitter. Um, I will I will ride that thing all the way uh, till you know till till wherever the fence ends. I guess the ocean. Uh, noted noted centrist Patrick Claybon. Yes, <laughs> yeah. correct. Yeah, uh, no, I, only the first literally the first time I've ever been accused of that. Uh, but some people <laughs> some people have said that because uh, they don't understand how how words work. Uh, but I would say Anthony Richardson with Sam Mehlinger as the uh, as the backup. He gets to stick around. Uh, perhaps, again, if there are those who operate off of this idea that you get better at quarterback by not playing it, then that works. I, I think what what ultimately those th- those things do when you want to sit somebody is you're protecting them from perception of going through mm-hmm. the, the bumps and the bruises. But to me, my grand theory of football, if you're good, you're good. Right. We, we have Patrick Mahomes now. I think we would have had Patrick Mahomes, whether or not uh, he was watching. I, I think we saw Trevor Lawrence have that growth. Yeah, you're going to get a point where people are like, hey, this this guy isn't good. This is, yeah. But that's somebody saying things. That's not necessarily <laughs> an accurate evaluation were, of what a quarterback There were be. more than enough moments last year of like, do we need to have a conversation about Trevor Lawrence? And then he, you know, won a playoff game. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and so like you, you have, you just have to, you see a guy make plays and, and we have risk takers and sometimes things don't go don't go right. But we saw it over and over again when Trevor was missing throws. They were still the right decisions. They, right. they were the right decisions. The ball wasn't landing in the right spot. But there's so much you can do when you're still making the right read. You're making the right throw. The location just gets just got a little bit off. And I, I think Anthony Richardson, clearly um, the combine performance doesn't necessarily do much for me. Uh, we knew going in that that Anthony was an incredible athlete, but I think it confirms the things that we saw on the field in which that, yeah, this this is an explosive athlete. He he can make the proper, Florida's offense was an absolute joke, and Will Levis has this defense too because Kentucky yeah. was going through it as well. But you you get the talent in there, and then you try to do things, right? But you have to have that talent first and I think if they're not able to facilitate the deal that they can to get Bryce Young, the, the question becomes, do we do we want to be safe or do we want to be great? And I could see Jim Irsay lobbying for, for something else. 
I also think Ballard's a big traits guy, and a lot of this comes back to Shane Steichen as well, who obviously is going to get a lot of credit for what happened with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, although Jalen Hurts should get most of the credit for what happened with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Um, (laughs) But I do think that we are, I said this with Eric Edholm yesterday, that we are having sort of a, I think we should be having a reckoning with the quarterback position that mobility and arm strength and all these traits that Anthony Richardson has, it doesn't necessarily mean like, let's sit him and hope that all of the other stuff catches up to that. What it really is, is like you can make a winning offense. Uh, you could maybe not a winning offense necessarily, but you can make a functional, dangerous, interesting offense with those traits right away, just like the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts when he got on the field. I know that he was behind Carson Wentz for a while, but that rookie year for Jalen Hurts, like he played a little bit, he ran and it was exciting and it was fun. And I know they tanked that last game and they put uh, Sudfeld in there or whatever. But before that, they were at least a functional offense because of what Jalen Hurts brought simply from a tools perspective. And then we saw what happened this year. They were in the damn Super Bowl when, again, quote, everything else caught up. It, really, he just got better and better, just like Jalen Hurts does every year. If Anthony Richardson's able to do the same stuff, I think he could follow a very similar trajectory, even if he has to sit five arbitrary games behind Sam Mellinger, which I totally don't want to see. By <laughs> yeah, the no, way. nobody. We've seen enough uh, last season, even though, you know, there was. There was the the coaching turnover. There was the regrettable decision. Um, all of that is 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 now in the past, and everybody will get a fair shot. We'll get a fair shot to properly evaluate because the the Colts' end of season was was a significant dumpster fire. Uh, if, if we're being completely honest, and and I, I I trust that this staff, the new staff, can give us something uh, to where we can see what Anthony Richardson might be. It may it may not be you know the limit and maybe he has to change teams and ultimately but there's there's no way you can apply the talent that he has to somebody else like you're not going to be able to do that all of the other stuff if you believe in yourself as a coaching staff to to put guys in position to be successful you can do anthony richardson jonathan taylor michael pittman that's like a a fun a fun start right there even alec pierce like hey throw that guy like two or three jump balls down the field yeah. uh that that could be pretty fun yeah. i like Work that jelani woods right in there. i mean it's, it, potential oh, to be fun Jel- it's like some fun excitement put jelani woods and mo ali cox on the field together yeah just have mind mind-blowing thoughts yeah you're you've, you've essentially got the pacers out there at that point when you put richardson and it, it's a fun team it's a fun it's a fun, a fun imaginary fun. concept which is a theme of, of these fun. matches that i'm making here that's a fun concept. I, I again, I love the idea. That is a that is an off the bus team if I've ever if I've ever seen one. That's a bunch of big mf and dudes right there. I, I love it. All right, Las Vegas Raiders next team up here. What the hell are the Raiders doing? I, I think the the dream matchup for Dave Ziegler, uh, for Coach McDaniel's, is for the board to shake out as it has here for me hypothetically, and then they're in position to leapfrog a team because I know Carolina is going to be considering this as well. Uh, and get mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud. I, I I think it makes too much sense. We've we've seen obviously there's the 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 golf comps, which are a little bit weird because like if anybody watches that that Buckeyes Georgia game, it's like wait C.J. Stroud can run like, like Jared Goff ain't doing that. It's like <laughs> it's like when the Raptor figured out how to open doors, and, and so like that, that's that's not Jared Goff. Maybe you could be you could look at uh, the old like it's a throwback, but the old Geno West Virginia days, and say like oh there's mm. some you know there's a height weight comp there. Uh, but but I think C.J. Stroud works for for that offense, what they would like that offense to be. And, you know, despite the fact, because I know some people have been concerned about like Jared Stidham's feelings. Like we can't we can't pursue Lamar because we don't want to make Jared. St- that, that does, I don't I don't know where that comes from, uh, but I think that matchup works. And did I give them a backup? 
as well. Yeah, Tyler no. Huntley. Go get Tyler Huntley. Have him oh, back up. There you go. And maybe start early again if, if you're a believer in that particular strategy. I mean, CJ Stroud's going to absorb all that Pro Bowl energy from <laughs> Tyler Huntley. You love to see Tyler Huntley. I mean, he, he mostly is like a run first quarterback, so he can really remind CJ, hey, like, you know, it'll get you in the Pro Bowl if you run a little bit here, uh, just like <laughs> me, buddy. I love CJ Stroud. I'm a big CJ Stroud fan, not because he's like one of the only guys uh, among this crop that I've watched a ton of because I've watched so much Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Chris Olave uh, over the last couple of years. But I get where the golf comps are coming from just because I think he like he's similar to golf as a thrower. And I don't I think golf gets a little bit too much crap sometimes, but like imagine Jared Goff if he could actually create out of structure, which we've seen a little bit with C.J. Stroud. So I love the idea of C.J. Stroud throwing to Hunter Renfro, to Devontae Adams. That's going to be really fun there. Um, Atlanta, next team up here. Uh, are they sticking pat with Desmond Ritter or are they making some sort of aggressive move? Uh, they better. If they're out, if, Matt, if they're really out on Lamar, because like I, I had already like, you know, I was I was putting a spot on my wall for my for my Lamar Falcons jersey. If, if they're truly <laughs> know, out bro. on Lamar, the Desmond Ritter better be it. Like he absolutely <laughs> yeah. better be it because the things that those people in Atlanta, Georgia, have been through in these past few years. If they have to watch Lamar go be successful somewhere else and Desmond Ritter doesn't pan out, then there's going to be this is going to be one of those decisions like a like a draft day trade for Mitchell Trubisky where it's constantly in the back of the mind for everybody. Because, you know, 28 to 3, that happens. You lose football games to the, to the best quarterback ever sometimes. But when you willingly choose to not be involved in an opportunity to get a 26-year-old MVP, then that better be your guy. So, so hey, I don't necessarily believe in, like, pressure and, like, oh, Desmond Ritter has to try hard now. But people are going to remember uh, if, it doesn't, if it doesn't pan out for Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter, uh, especially coming off a season where, uh, Kyle Pitts got the fewest catchable balls in the history of the NFL. I don't know what the exact stat was, but like he, Mariota was sending him on missions every single where to the event to the extent where he eventually got hurt uh, because Mariota's throwing uh, an uncatchable ball. So it's it, it better work, but they've they've clearly made their choice. So that that's what I'm doing here. I'm giving them Desmond Ritter. That's what they want. Yeah, it was pretty incredible that we had to go through this discussion of like, why isn't Drake London producing like uh, the other rookie wide receivers? And then as soon as Desmond Ritter and I, I don't love the idea, by the way, of just rolling in with Desmond Ritter. I think it'd be great to have some sort of plan B. Like, I think they got to have some sort of veteran backup. We can talk about that here in a second. But like as soon as Desmond Ritter gets in there. Drake London starts putting up numbers, man, because Drake London is good at football. Kyle Pitts, good at football. I like what we saw out of Tyler Algier. Like, there is, this definitely was the really fun uh, Lamar team. I, I think we got to give him some level of veteran backup. Who would you like to pick between Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold, uh, Jacoby Brissett? I, I'm not sending Jacoby Brissett to this team, but uh, yeah, what are we doing here? Maybe this is this is the spot. Uh, for for Baker Mayfield, uh, perhaps I mean, I mean, does Baker want to start? Does he actually believe that? Does he he's in a position to try to to challenge for a starting quarterback job? Maybe that's it. Maybe let's let's have Baker in there. We'll send him the flowery branch. We'll talk about competition. He'll give some motivational quotes and say that nobody believes in him, and then he can he can back up Desmond Ritter. Oh yikes! <laughs> Regrettably typing. Yikes! All right, Carolina Panthers. Please, let's make this a little more enjoyable than Baker Mayfield backing up Desmond Ritter. <laughs> okay, so this is a spot for Will Levis, the Kentucky quarterback. Yeah, showed it's got to be. The big arm uh, comes in, goes to Carolina. I'm trying to judge a reaction, as I say, Will Levis. And then uh, Sam Darnold uh, 
comes back. He comes is, back. Is, is the backup uh, potentially potentially the start? Sam played pretty well uh, down the stretch yeah. when uh, it was the the no f- given version of the Panthers, like the DGAF Panthers that came out towards the end of the season. Uh, what, one of my favorite versions of the Panthers in the last decade. They were really fun. <laughs> And it's like they, they don't care. Like, whatever, Detroit, you're going to the playoffs. We're we're gonna run the ball 720 times and you're not gonna stop us uh at all. I, I like that edition of the Panthers. Maybe they try to recapture some of that towards the end because Frank Wright comes in and he, he said, you know, much to the chagrin of you know, some people in certain communities that the reason things went south in Indy was because they couldn't run the ball. Uh they had an extended mm. period where they were incapable of running the ball at all. Uh they they have the ability to do so there and and that's that's the formula right that's the formula for a rookie quarterback and and i think will levis uh can become one of those you know play action rookie junkies and uh toss some deep balls and and have some success there and and so i think that match you know that that match works especially if 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 the board shakes out that way i I think they wouldn't necessarily have a problem taking him there i think sam donald has eased into his like high quality backup phase because if your ecosystem is good and the Panthers sneakily had a good ecosystem at the end of last year, like Dante Foreman is running the hell out of the ball. Their offensive line is underrated. DJ Moore is obviously really good in that type of environment. When things are pretty clear for old Sam Darnold, the things could be pretty good. He can, you just don't want him playing for too long. So if we got to start him for a month leading into whenever Will Levis gets in there, that's great. Uh, okay. I like that one. Let's move on to tier three here. Possible new horizons. Uh, we've got Green Bay because we just gave Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. Uh, if it's Jordan Love, I'm I'm glad that they're confident in Jordan Love. I'm ready to see Jordan Love, but like there is a scenario where this team is in the quarterback wilderness wilderness as early as November if Love is not that good. So I think we kind of have to give them somebody here as a potential not threatening. Like, like we don't, we definitely don't need Baker Mayfield here just talking about like, yeah, I might get my shot. You know, we don't need somebody like that, but somebody that's non-threatening that can exist behind Jordan Love. And if Love is, you know, a disaster or something, I guess this guy has to start games and that would be a non-fun media situation. Well, then I, have I ever got the non-threatening backup potential multi-game starter for you? And that is one white Mike. We could get Mike White over to Green Bay to <laughs> there back we go. up Jordan Love. And it's, you know, I'm unassuming. Mike White, you know, potential Jets media darling, had had the world in his clutches for a couple of weeks there, and, and I think Mike White, uh, after getting a nice little a nice little deal, it, it would be a serviceable backup. But I I am I'm higher on Jordan Love uh, than I than I think a lot of people are. You know, the circumstances in Green Bay, there was a lot of flux. Uh, you come into an offense where Aaron, of course, is going to take the majority of the snaps, but then the entire offense is dictated through Aaron, the checks all of those things. And we could be hypothetically in a season where Jordan loves, he's not out there doing an Aaron Rodgers impersonation. Uh, he can be yeah. out there being Jordan love. And so like it's as little as, as I believe in the osmosis learning, I think giving him more opportunity gives you a better version of Jordan love. And we haven't been able to necessarily see that, but if he's taking all of the snaps, the offense is geared particularly towards him. I, I think we could see a solid season from him. But yeah, give me give me uh, White Mike as the backup for Jordan Love. Hey, it's a knows the system guy. He played under yeah. Mike LaFleur. He's going to another LaFleur. Uh, it's just unfortunate that this is going to be if Jordan Love is good. And I'm, I'm with you that I actually have a little bit of faith here in Jordan Love. I like what we saw at the end of that Eagles game. Um, they are, their confidence alone and like, we're done with you, Aaron. Like, let's just go to Jordan Love is, is proof of concept, I think, a little bit. It's going to just be another proof uh, of the theory that 
learning by osmosis, Claybon. So you've really uh, <laughs> you've banged your own theory here, which I think is good. Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, we have Lamar Jackson walking here. I, by the way, think he's going to I think somehow he just ends up back in Baltimore and this is all for nothing. That That's my thoughts on the situation. And I kind of want to see him in Todd Munkin's offense. because yes. I think that's fun and exciting. But in a hypothetical scenario here in our hypothetical world, which did, none of this is really going to happen. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's playing for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who's playing for the Baltimore Ravens? And I've already sent Tyler Huntley off to be the backup as well. Uh, the no Pro Bowlers available, buddy. So the Pro Bowlers there. So let's you know we we just matched up a guy who was involved in a system. Stetson Bennett is in the 2023 NFL Draft. He just finished playing oh, for Todd geez. Munkin, and so just let's just throw Stetson Bennett right there as in as the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. Why, why are you why are you face palming right now, Matt? I mean, you got to get okay. Well, who else is <laughs> who else other than Stetson Bennett? Uh, although, I mean, I guess yeah, he he knows the system. That I mean, come on, man, that is depressing. No, well, because there's there's look, there's there's so many spots, and 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 I think the instant pull for a lot of people is they're going to be like, well, let's let's find an athletic quarterback and and try to make it work, but it's an entirely different system. Uh, Todd Monken is bringing in this. This is not Greg Roman, thankfully. Uh, we're we're yeah. going to see something different. Uh, so, if you would like a, a current name, let's throw Marcus Mariota out there, put him in. And this is again, this is a hypothetical post Lamar Ravens uh, situation. Marcus Mariota. In this scenario, I guess they do have uh, a couple of first round picks here to do something more interesting than Stetson Bennett and Marcus Mariota, <laughs> but. Uh, my God, every every Ravens fan has just like smashed their iPhone with uh, or whatever they're listening on at this point that like the this world is a non Lamar world and also Stetson Bennett, Marcus Mariota duking it out at quarterback. Yikes. All right. Tier four here. These are our asset rich lurkers. Uh, both these teams have two first round picks, two second round picks, and they've got a quarterback entrenched in Geno Smith and Jared Goff in our universe here. They did not pick a rookie quarterback. So are we just sticking pat with Geno Smith and Jared Goff here? I, I think so. You know, Jared was so good uh, during stretches of last year, and you have you have to stick with Geno. Um, if if the trade situation in the top 10 doesn't necessarily work out where the Seahawks could p- perhaps have an Anthony Richardson, somebody that is, in their estimation, going to sit behind Geno and watch, because at least the way that the deal is structured – You've maybe got Geno for a couple of years. They're they're still going to need a long term, a longer term option at quarterback, and and Geno could maybe be, be going somewhere else. You know, considering the way he's playing and the way that this deal uh, is laid out. But I, I I just think unless you have a shot at that upper echelon of quarterbacks that's available, you, you just you stick with Geno and, and you stick with Jared Goff. Yeah. I, I just think you do. It's too easy. I think that, yeah, uh, Anthony Richardson, maybe if either one of these teams just absolutely loves Will Levis because he does have like a howitzer or whatever, allegedly, then I think that would be tempting. But yeah, like I just don't see the point in if you're Detroit, like, all right, let me get aggressive for CJ Stroud. I love CJ Stroud. Yeah. I like CJ Stroud a lot, but I think that they can just get Jared Goff and keep it moving. The only problem is like they are just in a rare opportunity here with the top five, you know, top 10 pick, uh, six overall for Detroit fifth overall uh, for Seattle. But I get them passing it up and just sticking it with these guys. I think that's fine. But but also, Detroit does have two first-round picks and $23 million in cap space. Maybe they make a call to a certain South Florida number and say, hey, you know, yeah. this is your offer sheet. What do you think? And then they've got Jared Goff as a potential trade piece. You know, and then we've got you. That would be great. Like, Jared Goff then is on the move. And I think Lamar, with this offense, would be 
absolutely electric. I mean, I'm a big fan of Ben Johnson and similar to what I said about Chris Godwin in our hypothetical universe here paired up with Lamar Jackson. I'm on Ross St. Brown, slot receiver menace. Guy can beat zone coverage, can beat man coverage a little bit. Like you're you're flying there yeah. at that point with the with Lamar and St. Brown. And a year two JMO coming coming back off the injury. Yeah. Uh, you know, we saw because there was the first season of Jalen Waddle and and there was the oh, you know, his yards per catch, ha ha ha. But he was coming back from a broken leg. And so then we get a healthy <laughs> Jalen Waddle and he's destroying the world. JMO was doing that like nine months off of a full knee reconstruction. It, it's uh, it's going to be silly. I, I really do think the things that this Lions uh, offense can do, uh, especially you get a healthy Swift, they, they could do a lot. Is Jared Goff the limitation to that? I don't know. Maybe we, there's a level of Jared that we haven't seen yet, or, or maybe we've already seen Max Jared now twice in his career. It's, it's kind of a dice roll. Yeah, well, I think that they're in sort of a no-lose situation here. Like, if they want to stick with Jared, that's great. But if they want to take a huge swing at one of these rookies or a Lamar Jackson, there's plenty of uh, upside to, to that, obviously. Man, that's fun. Bring back Jamal Williams, too. That's a fun team. Yeah. That's a fun. That's a fun team right there. Everybody can get behind that. All right, tier five here are weird lurkers here. <laughs> <laughs> weird I like, lurkers. I, I just, I just like the looking, literally looking at the text. Weird lurkers is a is an incredible way to describe football teams. I, I enjoy it. I did a decent amount of uh, legwork putting this outline together, but all of the tier titles are one hundred percent producer Brett Raider. So uh, shout out to him for weird incredible lurkers. work. You changed one of them. I, I did include the term WTF in the original <laughs> title for the Green Bay Baltimore term. Well, I'm a I, I'm a, you know, I'm a nice guy. I'm not going to have WTF on the podcast, for God's sakes. Uh, all right. Possible New Horizons. That sounds much more uplifting than WTF. <laughs> um, anyways, back to weird lurkers, though. Uh, tier five starts with the Tennessee Titans here. I've got Tennessee, Miami, San Francisco, and the LA Rams, but let's get back to Tennessee here. In our universe, Ryan Tannehill has gone. He's in Washington or Landover, Maryland or uh, Ashburn, Virginia, one of the many little areas that you can point to with the Washington Commanders. Is What do they do in this year at this point? Like, are they, they don't seem to have any desire in developing Malik Willis. So who is going to Tennessee? Yeah, and, and it's kind of, it, it's tough to to hit the reset button a year after you get uh, Malik Willis. But maybe, maybe they give Malik Willis another shot and go get a veteran back like Case Keenum. You know, it's it's not necessarily going to get anybody a whole, a whole lot of excited, uh, but just going down the list of available quarterbacks, um, Josh Dobbs did play somewhat well for some period of time uh, during the end of the season. Maybe you get an entire camp and a look at Josh Dobbs, but give a veteran backup and, and just try. I, I, I know being being caught, pot committed and, and sunk cost is a logical fallacy. It doesn't necessarily work. Uh, but but we've talked about tools a whole lot with Anthony Richardson, and, and we know that the tools are there for Malik Willis. Uh, is he going to be willing to throw the ball? Uh, I, I think in a second year, uh, things could be fundamentally different. For Miami Dolphins, next one here. Uh, they insist that they are not making a move for a starting quarterback, um, which is fine. I think I think Tua has gotten a little bit too much crap at this point. Uh, but regardless, you'd think they'd want a better backup plan after a swing and miss with Teddy Bridgewater last year. So where are we going here for the Miami Dolphins? Probably at a backup level quarterback. Yeah, it's, it's a backup level quarterback. And I've been looking for the spot for for Taylor Heineke. 
And I, I think this oh, is let's go. This is one uh, where you can get your OD, ODU star uh, into into a comfortable place, and hopefully he. Oh, you thought you thought you people thought Tua underthrew Tyree Kill deep balls. Wait till you, <laughs> wait till you no, see Taylor Heineke. But Taylor's underthrows are going to be by design. It's going to be the yeah. plan. It's it's like, hey, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not reading all that. Like that's we should make the meme. Uh, of the of the very long text is like, hey, sorry, sorry that that happened. <laughs> Congratulations, that's Taylor Heineke in the pocket, uh, and he's he's gonna hoist it up there, and he could go to Miami, and hopefully, knock on wood, never see the field. We get a full season of Tua. That that's all anybody wants to see. Do not want to see this man laying on the ground anymore. Let's protect Tua and have Taylor Heineke there. You know, because uh, sometimes his arms are gonna get tired in practice. That that would be the goal. Love that. Yeah. Taylor Heineke, backup quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, that should be really fun. All right. San Francisco 49ers. We know the deal with Purdy. He's getting surgery. You know, who the hell knows when we're going to see Brock Purdy. I still well, all I wanted in this in this real universe and in our fake universe is a 50 50 two man enter one man's leaves here with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance battling it out at the position. I think that would have been great. Probably not. What we're going to get, though. So. Uh, John Lynch said they were going to be involved in the veteran quarterback market. Do they add a veteran of consequence here to be the third guy in the mix between Purdy, whenever the hell he's ready, Trey Lance, he's just doesn't have a lot of reps the last few years. I'm still holding out hope for Trey Lance, but uh, how much level of hope are you holding out for Trey Lance? I think it'll say a lot based on who you match him with here. Yeah, I'm holding out plenty of hope for Trey Lance. I, I think Trey Lance could be a service for – we could be in a situation because we always – everybody always pits people against each other. Trey Lance and Brock Purdy could both be ultimately good, uh, but yeah, Brock was was gutting it out and in, in trying to play. I hope, I hope you know we'll, we'll never know when the ligament was completely torn, but I hope it wasn't on that little five yard pass that he threw that was kind of honestly hopeless at that point because it was essentially yeah. off the bone and and they're gonna get in there with his UCL. There was so much swelling. Uh, that they couldn't perform the surgery. I think his surgery is scheduled for Friday. So it's going to be some time. So I think you bring Jameis Winston in. You you have somebody that can be a quarterback. Because essentially, I, I, I think the 49ers could make a case that they should carry five quarterbacks. I, I don't think that there's too yeah. many quarterbacks that Kyle and company should have. So let's match Jameis with, with the 49ers and hope Brock makes a full recovery and just plan to have Trey start the season no matter what. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Jameis Winston uncork like five deep balls to Brandon Ayuka game. That would be good for me personally. Um, I can't necessarily get my mind around Jameis Winston in a Kyle Shanahan offense with Kyle Shanahan and his need to control things and like Jameis Winston being the wildest of all the wild stallions. But I like it. Okay. And again, we're probably not see- we're probably not having him see the field here. So we're definitely getting a little weird here. I like that. All right, last team here. The L.A. Rams, they're in the middle of a fire sale. They desperately need insurance after the way last season went for Matthew Stafford. But is that like all they're looking for? I think they are kind of like, I don't think they're going to trade Stafford, but I think they definitely need to add somebody here uh, as they are in the middle of a retooling. And regardless, like, I don't think you can have John Wolford and you know Bryce Perkins taking snaps at quarterback again next year. Baker Mayfield has already punched his ticket to the Atlanta Falcons. So who's going to punch their ticket? To be uh, right there, your your next door neighbor in SoFi Stadium. Yeah, it's going to be one of a couple of next door neighbors, and uh, we saw. I'm I'm not going to move Tyrod uh, at this at this juncture. Uh, we're going to keep him there. So let's have Teddy Bridgewater come over and be the quarterback 
for the Los Angeles Rams, a backup. Um, you know, hopefully Matthew Stafford is able to finish things out. But it, it remains to be seen. Does Stafford want to be a part of a rebuild yeah. at, at this point? Maybe, maybe, maybe Stafford is shippable uh, to some of these I know, teams. Yeah, yeah, you know, possible. the Jets get in a situation where they're out on. Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. Is there a discussion between you know Joe Douglas and the folks in, in the Rams? I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure there. That's that's a pie in the sky thing that just popped in my head, and now I'm kind of I'm kind of kind of thinking about it a lot. Yep, um, yep. But yeah, let's let's do Teddy B to the Rams. Um, I like that. Yeah, this is good. Uh, that's a good one here. Uh, we did not get you uh, to place Jacoby Brissett or Jimmy Garoppolo, right? So. Where we pick, we got to, we got to throw those guys places. Where, where are we throwing them? Okay. Uh, if things, if things are, if those guys are both available, then Jimmy G, uh, no Rogers goes to the Jets and Jacoby goes to where I wanted him to go last year to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, okay. We'll, we'll have, we'll have those spots. Uh, 1A, 1B for the, the guys I previously picked. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. I like that one a lot. And then I like Jacoby Brissett in Carolina, but, uh, I guess Sam Darnold is fine. And then uh, Jimmy is <laughs> Jimmy's either in New York with uh, with Aaron Rodgers or or he's just there. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Jimmy G thing. Jimmy probably, by the way, is actually going to Houston. He's probably going to be the placeholder in yeah, Houston. And we're not even going to have this. Like, I don't know. Whatever. OK, so there's a lot of places Jimmy could be. But can we for for the purposes of of not depressing an entire fan base? Can we just give Jimmy to to Baltimore just so I don't have to look at Stetson Bennett and okay. Marcus Mariota? Okay, I mean that was kind of just a thing because I was I was frustrated. The, the Ravens could have solved all of this two years ago. Yes, we yeah by paying yeah, Lamar, yeah. and so it's like yeah, here take Stetson Bennett if you want the uh, things. But I I think Stetson may be fine. Like it is, but yeah, let's let's do it. Jimmy G. To the Baltimore Ravens. How about that? All right. That, yeah, I just felt a little bit vindictive by you, but uh, regardless, it was. Uh, I, I, it will get just a little bit. Okay, so here's our recap of what we've got here in our. Totally accurate, actually going to happen universe. We've got Aaron Rodgers with the New York Jets. We've got Sam Howell and Ryan Tannehill duking it out in Washington. We've got Lamar Jackson. Oh, baby. In the Tampa Bay Buccaneers creamsicle uniform. That's a pretty good look, by the way. That is going to look good on your on your wall there. We've got Gardner Minshew holding down the fort in Arizona. <laughs> oh, boy. we got Andy Dalton uh, with Bryce Young in Houston. We got Anthony Richardson and Sam Mielinger in Indianapolis. We got C.J. Stroud, Tyler Huntley, Las Vegas Raiders. I like that one. Pro Bowl quarterback, exciting young guy. Atlanta Falcons. We got Desmond Ritter and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, baby. Carolina. We've got Will Levis and we've got Sam Darnold. I like this one as well. Green Bay Packers. We got Magic Mike White behind uh, Jordan Love. Probably never going to see him play because Jordan Love's going to be good. In in Baltimore, we've got a weird mix of Stetson Bennett, Marcus Mariota, and Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> the Detroit Lions and uh, the Seattle Seahawks stand pat with Jared Goff and Geno Smith. And then our weird lurkers have somehow ended up Case Keenum and Malik Willis, the Tennessee Titans, Taylor Heineke with backing up Tua, hopefully never seeing the field for the Miami Dolphins, the San Francisco 49ers. They've got Brock Purdy, Trey Lance. Forget about that. We've got Jacoby Brissett and Jameis Winston, baby. And then the L.A. Rams have Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe, maybe backing up Matthew Stafford. I, I didn't have to say, Claybon, this is a this is a rather fun uh, NFL universe we've made we've made here. And and that's that's the goal, right? That That is the task that was set before us. Well, let's create a fun hypothetical a universe where some guys get to play some football and, and we get to watch them. And it's, there's there's no there's none of these games where it's like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to watch Bubble Guppies or something. You know, it's uh, we're, we're just out here. 
we will next episode we'll have you back on and do an in-depth breakdown on uh Stetson Bennett's fit with Mark Andrews, uh Ryan Tannehill's fit with uh Terry McLaurin. How is Jameis Winston gonna fit with Debo Samuel and the little pop gun passes? We don't know yet, but Claybon, you'll be in the film room breaking all that down over the next few months. We'll have you back in, in training camp to do all that. Yeah, let's, that's that's God's work let's right do there. It. And we'll have so many clips from this episode. It's like, how did they know? It's like, wow, these guys wow. are just pulling that directly out of their ass. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's what happened, but we picked it and we figured it out. Well, when you get a big NFL Network superstar oh like God. yourself on oh the show, God. that's where you get the real accurate predictions here. That's what you did for us, Claybon. Appreciate you, man. Where can the people check out everything that you're doing? All right. It's just at Patrick Claybon on Twitter.com. Uh, if you're if you're able to, to catch us on NFL Network, uh, we got NFL Now uh, coming up on Friday. And also Free Agency Frenzy starts on Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern as um, all of the news that's going to make everything that we just talked about completely irrelevant is going to start. <laughs> uh, on well, it's going to start totally on the weekend, but check us out uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern on NFL Network. You've got a good four-ish days to, to really think about this fun universe we put together before uh, Meteorite of Truth hits it uh, and, and just shatters everything that we've talked about here, except the Baltimore Ravens' new quarterback situation. That's obviously totally 100% accurate. But, Claybon, yeah. appreciate it, man. This was great. Uh, absolutely electric stuff from you. Uh, again, if you, do, if you can find us on NFL Network, probably a pretty much e – hey, let me tell you what, buddy – much easier for them to find your video work than to find any of mine. Uh, you got to go to yahoo.com and look around this way, maybe on YouTube, maybe out there. I don't know. But you're doing great stuff, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I'll have to come uh, at some point pick up my wedding gift. I, no, I guess. That, that's on me to bring it to you. That, that That's going to happen at some point very soon. Before June, at least. God. <laughs> well, uh, I promise I will definitely see you soon. Uh, for you people out there, if you don't already, for God's sakes, make sure you're following at Patrick Claybon for the best tweets. You can follow me for some decent tweets at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. While you're there, follow Yahoo Fantasy as well at Yahoo Fantasy. Hold on to your butts, people. We're going to be back late Tuesday reacting to two days of free agency, the legal tampering period, whatever the hell that means. If we don't have any big breaking news before, then until then, we're out. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois.